In the early 1900s, a dark shadow covered a small country town in rural America. At that time, a young married couple vanished mysteriously from their home. The man's name was George. The woman's name was Maria. Two years later, as suddenly as he left, George returned. He never told anyone what he had done, but he began an odd study all by himself. As for Maria, his wife, she never returned. Welcome to a brand new segment on connectivity. Uh, today, we're going to be launching uh, Themesters, a podcast about video game music. I am Nicholas Bray, and today I'm joined by Perry Burkham. Hello, Perry. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good, thanks. Now, um, before um, I throw it over to you, because you're going to be sort of the main host of this segment, because um, you sort of came to us a few weeks ago and sort of pitched an idea about doing a music uh, segment on connectivity that included um, various covers and uh, discussion about uh, a particular game. So do you want to just maybe go through some of the basics about sort of what we're going to be doing and uh, then launch us into the, the episode proper? Yeah, I thought it may be cool to have a segment that introduces a game to people by the music of the game. And also having original renditions of the songs in the game and try to capture that quality that we're trying to introduce. And the first game we're going to do is Earthbound Beginnings. It's an old one, but it's also a new one. Uh, mm-hmm. It was released on the Wii U eShop this year right before E3. Um, we thought it would be a good idea, a good time to do it. Um, and also, since this is the beginning of a new segment, we can do Earthbound Beginnings. It's perfect. Uh, I did four covers, and uh, we're going to listen to them and talk about them. And I guess we'll see how it goes. Sounds good to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, how have you have you ever played this game, Nick? Uh, no, I haven't played the game before. Um, I'm mainly familiar with the Mother and Earthbound series just by liking the music to a degree uh, like the earthbound music i mean sorry the mother music on the nes has sort of a quality about it that's i don't know what it is but like just the the intro music um sets a really it has a tone that um sit, like sits right with me i don't know what it is about the music of this game but it, it feels really good to me yeah, as you've uh, heard before in the music that introduced us, it's very eerie mm. and it's exciting and mysterious. Gets you ready for the weird s- story that's going to happen. <laughs> so what we're going to do is introduce the game to you. And we want you to play it, but we want to get you to get into it. We don't want to spoil anything. We really want you to organically introduce yourself to it. The stuff that I remember and 
love the most is the stuff that I experienced from the very beginning and developed my own feelings for it. I think mm-hmm. everyone kind of understands that. So you, did you, you played it, you've played it like earlier than the Wii U release, right? Then so no, you, no, you had nope. Yep. Nope. I asked you what game should we do? And you said, how about mother? And I said, yes, give me a reason to download that game. <laughs> and so I downloaded it and I, and I, and I knew I've played earthbound before. Yeah. Um, and I knew the music was so good, but it's like, I don't know how, how it's going to be like, it's such a weird mystery. The first mother game that was never released or it was, and just a weird ROM and on the internet. And yeah, because just from, just from screenshots, uh, it looks very similar to earthbound, but I, you know, it's got its own story to a degree, I guess, and its own events. So yeah, it's really cool. It's, it's, I couldn't believe how much like Earthbound it was and how really good of a game its structure is and how it works. I mean, it's really fun. Um, I've, I've played about about like seven hours of it. I'm not super far. I mean, it's a pretty big game, um, but it's hilarious uh, and it has all the charm of, of uh, Earthbound. I mean, it's it's just a fun little game. Okay, so for as for what's happening in the game right now, our hero of the story, Ninten, was in his room upstairs when suddenly a strange paranormal event appeared. He tried to escape, but as he had reached his door, he was attacked by a lamp in his room. After a thrilling battle with the appliance, Ninten defeated it and ran to go find and save his sister in her room. But her room was not safe either and her very creepy doll charged at him. Chaos is ensuing. Ninten fought for his honor, and after the duel with that child's play thing, everything quieted it down. It seemed that altercation with that doll had stopped the phenomenon, and things had started to calm down.
that song was called House, and it conveys a very melancholy tone and sets the mood. Um, I think, uh, I you know, I really like the bluegrass um, stuff you've been putting in to these these covers, and that was like the first one we've heard so far. But um, it has a very can't really put it in maybe into words properly, but has a very calm and like timidness to it to me. Yes, yeah, um, that's a good way to put it. It's laid back. I think um, you could you know you could almost imagine like having this like a scene in a movie where sort of characters are lounging around the house on a Sunday afternoon sort of feel. Um, that's what it sort of felt like to me. Yeah, uh, after the crazy battle with the lamp and and the. Uh, doll it's really nice music when you're kind of walking mm-hmm. around it's it's very uh calm and strange strangely eerie and uh it, it kind of takes you down stairs and you're exploring your house and it's just great music to use for that mm. so i really like it and for uh, this recording i used a bunch of bluegrass instruments and a lot of reverb uh I have a banjo, a, uh, a guitar, an upright bass, and uh, an instrument called a bazooki. Have you ever heard of a bazooki, Nick? Uh, no. Is that a combination of banjo kazooie? <laughs> That's. It sounds like it. It's not though. <laughs> it's a crazy um, Irish thing, but really all it is 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 like a mandolin that it's mm-hmm. tuned an octave lower. Okay. So it has a lower sound. Um, but yeah, so there's banjo and, and bazooki, <laughs> banjo bazooki. That's funny. I didn't even think about that, banjo kazooie. Um, and then there's guitar, and then I have an upright bass on there mm-hmm. too. So at the start of the game, after you wander around the house a bit, you end up talking to your mum, right? So Yeah. Uh, and she, she ends up healing you with, her, with your favorite food, um, which you pick at the beginning of the game. Right, so yeah. you actually pick what your favorite food is, and then that becomes sort of your, one of your healing items. Yes, it's fantastic because I, I had already forgotten that I had inputted something, and uh, she says, "You know what I'm gonna make tonight," and and I guess and I, I'm like, "What?" And she's like, "Your favorite donuts," <laughs> and uh, so then yeah, you eat donuts, and then all your health and stuff is filled. So that was pretty good. I, I love stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a cool touch. And I mean, Mother and the Earthbound series in general has that sort of um, zany, offbeat ideas thrown in to yep. sort of bring you into the world that bit more. I'm kind of surprised there's not a part where you have to grab the manual and soak it in water for a password or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Star Tropics. Imagine, imagine uh, yeah, if Earthbound did something like that. That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, your father is away. He's mysteriously not there. Um, he's probably on business, like one of those jerks. He's one of those <laughs> business jerks. And uh, that's how you save your game. And right after that, you leave, and it's the start of your brand new journey.
right, that last song was called Pollyanna. Um, it's the main theme from the beginning of the game. I, I'm sure that most of you have heard this before. Uh, Nick, have you heard this before? Yeah, I've definitely heard this before. It was, I think I was probably introduced to it um, through Super Smash Bros. Melee back when that came out uh, on the Earthbound stage in that game. Um, and it's, it's one of my favorite songs. Like it's a very easy song to get into. It's again, it's got a, a laid back feeling, but it's more upbeat than the last track. And I think it, it gives off a very nostalgic feel, especially the, um, this cover that you've done of it. So my favorite part is around 118. And I think that's like where some of the stringed instruments come in a bit stronger. Um, that's like a really good part of the song to me. Yeah. Um, I have, uh, my dad came and played violin cause I can't play violin very well. Um, and he really loved this song and my dad's one of those mm. guys that, you know, he just doesn't know about games. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, here's the thing. He, he's a video producer and he watches me play a game and he goes, this is just work. <laughs> he just thinks it's work so but uh but he enjoys uh he he really enjoyed this song he thought this mm. was really cool so um that and i was like i was like dad that's what i was telling you these songs are so cool <laughs> and uh yeah um well that's definitely something i i'm familiar with too to a degree i mean my dad doesn't my parents don't play instruments but um and my mom you know, like generally isn't like a very she doesn't play games and she's like oh i I can't look at the screen. She doesn't like games really, but even she, when I'm playing a game and she hears a, a musical track um, sometimes or in the past or whatever, and she really likes it, it's like, you know, that's from a game, you know, that, that music from a video game. She's like, oh, is it really? So, you know, I've had that sort of thing, um, that sort of experience as well with parents and video mm -hmm. game music. So, you know, game music can be more than just background um, jingles in a game totally um yeah so uh we're not going to be going into the store anymore uh because i mean that's the very beginning we we want you to play the game mm -hmm. um but we are going to listen to some more music from the game uh and speaking of the music we should probably talk about who wrote the music it's probably a good idea <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, well, uh, there's a very popular Nintendo music name associated with this, uh, Hip Tanaka, uh, who sometimes goes by Chip Tanaka. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I um, like, realized that, like, the other day, too, because um, I was listening to some covers that he did that's on his own SoundCloud, and he goes by uh, Chip Tanaka on there, so... I thought that was clever. Mm. Chip, yeah. So, um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, he, he's done many, I'm sure everyone knows, but he's done many Nintendo games, uh, but he seems mm. like a pretty cool guy. I know that, I know I just heard a song that he did, um, that, he, did you hear that song for, uh, Iwata that he did? Yeah, I did. I downloaded those, uh, tribute tracks, and he also done some for, um, the other Nintendo president, uh, Hiroshi Yamuchi. Yeah, really cool. So the but the other guy this is kind of cool and for this game is they brought in a, a guy named uh, Kaichi Suzuki, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I, first I need to mention that every time I wrote Kaichi in my notes, my computer changed it to Keith, <laughs> uh, 
So I kind of kept it in there as Keith Suzuki because that just made me chuckle. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's just a, from a Japanese, a pretty popular Japanese rock band um, from there. And so he came in. He also had done some movie scoring. Um, and I know that both Hip Tanaka and Kaichi Suzuki or Keith uh, are Beatles fans. Um, mm. Because there's that whole. Do you know about like that? Yeah, the, there was some this Beatles. There's some references samples. to Beatles stuff, or like maybe some vague like touches on melodies and things, right? So for yeah. a while, people thought that was maybe why Nintendo was so standoffish about bringing out Earthbound games because uh, right. they were very fearful that people might realize and sue them. Um, but I don't know how how worried they would have to be, really. I mean. Right, it's not that. I don't think it's like that blatant of a like. It's not like a rip off, really. So, I know. I've, I've, have you? I've like seen like YouTube videos like where they show like what they're talking about and like mm. what samples specific things. Yeah, and uh, and some of it's a pretty big stretch, but <laughs> but I'm just glad it came out on Virtual Console because that was yeah. that was a nice surprise. But speaking of the Beatles, this uh, next song we're gonna show is actually it's not a cover. It's from the game. Um, uh, something really cool. I don't know if you knew this, but apparently the NES uh, could only play three notes at a time. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I sort of um, knew some of that that stuff. Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not sure like some of the specifics, but yeah, it has. Um, you know, and so I think some games like Mega Man and stuff. If you, um, yeah, you like can you, you can like... disrupt the music when you like like activate certain sound effects because uh, it has to take yeah. an extra sound channel out to <laughs> to play it so that's so funny <laughs> like it's just funny to think about technology and games now like to where if like a limitation like that if that had to happen yeah like, it's unthinkable now i mean you can yeah. have full orchestras playing in games these days like i'm mean, like you're like playing like arkham knight and like as you punch some guy like like the symbol cuts out or something Mm. <laughs> or something, you know, that's just really funny. But that's what they had to do back then. They were probably really proud of themselves for doing it. But anyway, this is a big long intro into the song called All That I Needed Was You. <laughs>
right. That last song was called All That I Needed Was You. And uh, I think that song reminds me of the Beatles song Day Tripper. Yeah, it definitely has that same sort of um, feel about it, especially the opening section, the uh, little intro there. Yeah, it kind of goes to that at the end too, and then it ends with a crazy, weird percussion thing. Sounds like a monster or something. (laughs) Very interesting way to end the song, but I like it a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, So we're going to go ahead and do another one from the game. Uh, We've been doing a lot of upbeat ones. Uh, so we're going to kind of, uh, get a little spooky here. Just pretend that it's October 31st. It's Halloween. Do you celebrate Halloween in Australia? Um, so it's not like a huge thing, but like it's becoming, it's been becoming more popular, you know, the last 20 years or so. It's a, um, it's a, it's a very people do, thing. Some people do dress up and stuff, but I don't think like, we don't really have the whole, not as many people go out trick-or-treating and stuff so, like that here so have you trick-or-treated before uh no oh that is so sad we were <laughs> we were we were talking that you never sled either like down a, a hill of snow uh, yeah except for an, a school excursion school camp once when i was yeah. in primary school yeah you poor poor man it does that's not okay. snow here you will oh. sled one day again <laughs> <laughs> have hope so uh yeah this next song is is appropriately called A Ghastly Sight. Um, It's pretty spooky, so I hope you're in the mood for that. So let's go ahead and play that right now, and we'll talk to you right after. And that was a ghastly sight. Um, this track, I feel, is um, it's very, it's, uh, it is spooky, but it's also very, it's a very sparse track. Um, it's yes. There's a lot of, even though yeah, a lot of the songs on the Famicom and NES use only like three or four sound channels. This one feels like there's a lot of um, extra space around yes. the instruments. That's exactly what I was thinking. I, the the percussion part is and it's funny because it i don't know if it would stand out to most people but when i listen to it the percussion kind of sounds like like a military drummer like Mm. it's like like a like like a lone military drummer like a ghost drummer like leading (laughs) leading an army of demons and howling spirits Mm -hmm. in in the graveyard that's like what it sounds like to me and uh i i love the gaps i love gaps in music because it kind of gives you time to breathe and listen to like the sustaining moans of like the higher tones in the in that song. Yeah, I mean if if the um 
if you put some like behind the music track if there was some like low rustling of leaves or wind you know it would fill that those gaps perfectly um just to have that um extra spookiness i think like you yeah. can imagine you can imagine maybe that's what they were going for but obviously they they couldn't pull that sort of thing off yeah i i kind of wish that i i covered that one because i would have done something like that would have been pretty fun that <laughs> <laughs> exactly i would have exactly that um yeah so i thought that would kind of change things up for this podcast yeah so why don't we just uh go into the next song real quick Mm -hmm. um this next one is also very when i think of earthbound i think of this next song because it's this song is in uh earthbound beginnings and earthbound um this is a song that is played in the drugstore whenever you go uh, to get your items and everyone that's what's so cool about this game is that instead of going to a, uh, an inn or I guess you go to an inn but in, to like a, a bazaar and like buying a, a, an elixir mm-hmm. and you know getting your your sword sharpened you go to a drugstore and you buy a hamburger and you get a, a, a slingshot or a <laughs> you know whatever like a, a plastic bat <laughs> so uh, yeah, this uh, this song is called Drugstore. This song feels appropriate for buying items, I think, like picking and choosing. It has, to me, it has a very playful ping pong sort of umming and ahhing quality to it that you could like sort of appropriate for buying things that you may or may not need. Right. And it has that perfect amount of wackiness and yeah, and it gets stuck in my head all day for the rest of the day. It. Mm. You know, I just, I, I just love this song. I, it's like I can't not like it. This one's like uh, your cover of it too has that very plucky um, banjo sound going on. So like the ding, da ding, da ding, da ding. Right. Like, yeah. This is the song that really made me think that Earthbound Beginnings would be really good to do a bluegrass theme for. Mm. Because this song is a bluegrass song. Yeah, the bluegrass um, stuff, like 
fits like all the tracks that you've picked for this like somehow like i mean maybe that was already there in some of the in the music like you've and you've just sort of plucked it out of what they were trying to get across uh using the famicom um sound chips and the nes sound chips but um this one especially does yeah it really suits suits that style the reason that i wanted to do a bluegrass theme is because i thought it would it's it's wacky just like the rest of this game and I can totally imagine the four players in this game getting together and being in a bluegrass band. Like, I'm surprised that's not a part of the game because yeah. it, it's set in rural America, you know, it's kind of, it's, and then they have all this kind of music going on. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely appropriate for uh, a riff on American culture, I think. So that uh, gives it that America, Americana sort of flavor. Um, somehow um right it, yeah you know like yeah the bluegrass stuff is associated heavily with that sort of um what, 1950s america right and i live in iowa um mm. and i have no clue if do you have a, an opinion on people from iowa uh no no opinion. Yeah, I, sorry <laughs> no no that's fine most people think that iowans are banjo like picking hillbillies that, you know, that like, you know, because I think we're the corn capital of the world, if that speaks for anything. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But it's really not like that. <laughs> like with all stereotypes, uh, you know, they're, they're accurate to a degree, but um, these, you know, they get exaggerated upon over the years. But of course, here I am debuting on my banjo. <laughs> see so, see he's got some maybe, tru- ker- ker- kernels yeah, of truth stereotyping comes from from a little bit of truth i guess so yeah yeah um cool well we'll continue on with this bluegrass theme so this is a song that uh shows up when you acquire your first companion in the game lloyd um it's it's very happy very uplifting um yeah so kind of minor spoilers but he was being bullied and you you become his friend so this song kind of captures the feeling of getting a new friend becoming sort of acquainted with a new person and you know being friends was probably one of my favorites of um of your covers actually i really like uh, around the 22nd mark that the bazooki sort of takes over and uh comes in with like this sort of more solo and it's like really goes really into it like ding 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 like really cool um part of the song yeah it's just a really nice fast fun song you know mm. and like um because you had the banjo start that song right and then Mm -hmm. that part around that part the bazooki breaks out i mean i couldn't really 
like I knew that was different somehow when I was listening to it, first listening to it, but um, I couldn't really, I couldn't pick out there was a completely different instrument. I thought maybe it might have been like a banjo that was tuned higher or you're playing it slightly different or something. But Yeah, well, the, the banjo, just a quick thing. The banjo uh, is played with three picks with your fingers. You have fingers, mm. you have three picks that are attached to your yep. fingers. And then that bazooki is played with a, with a flat pick, just like a guitar or a mandolin. Mm-hmm. So um, it has it has a lot of those. It does that tremolo where it goes that sound. You don't really do that with a banjo. You right. do that with a so that's yeah. if you're ever trying to figure it. You know, you know, you're common everyday listening, and you go, "Is that a bazooki or a banjo?" That's how you find out as if uh, it has tremolo. <laughs> cool. Now um, I guess that's probably going to wrap us up for this first sort of installment of. Um, hopefully uh, a semi-reoccurring segment uh, over the coming months of connectivity. So um, we hope you enjoyed it. And if you have any comments or whatever, just drop it in the talkback thread. And, you know, if you if you like, want to see more of this sort of content, um, let us know. Yeah. If you, if you want uh, to request a game. Yeah, sure. If you guys really, if anyone wants to um, suggest a game that, might be interesting to have take another look at and like have some like covers uh new covers done for the, that game and a few songs from it um shoot us an email or yeah drop it in the talkback thread it could be pretty interesting i mean and um before we f- f- completely wrap up here i just wanted to mention that uh perry is actually the composer behind the music on uh, radio free nintendo and I think you said you'd also done um, the fake or real song, right? For Family yes, Files? there's actually a really, really funny story about that. If I can say real quick, yeah, sure. Well, I I had an idea to do it for them. It you know a little 15, 10 second thing or whatever. And I emailed uh, Danny, <laughs> and I asked him like if if he'd want that, I could just do it, show him real quick. And 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 I said you know I thought this I thought it was called real or fake. <laughs> real or fake you know yeah and so i was like i just gotta make sure is the is the name of the is it called real or fake you know and he emails me back and i go okay and i make it and i get back to him and i realized that he had told me in the email it's called fake or real <laughs> so i had recorded the whole song for fake or real and then i i just felt so stupid so uh, i re-recorded it <laughs> and send it back to him for as fake or real and i still think of it as real or fake which is so sad but yeah <laughs> oh well you got there eventually and it's, it's pretty <laughs> pretty um fun little um little engine that could little uh intro to that segment so right oh yeah i wasn't sure where they picked that out from when i first heard it i just i just thought they might have found it somewhere it would have been from something <laughs> else already but yeah well, you know, fake or real sounds like one of those segment names that is, shows right. up in other shows and formats. So, um, you know, it could have been stolen from something or like reappropriated. Well, there is a part. Does this game exist, or did Ty make it up? Yeah, is is the song is the song real or is it fake? You know, like that's yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks again, Perry, and um, thanks everyone for listening. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for listening. If you would like to download any of the covers featured on this episode, there is a link in the show notes. Thanks again to Perry and Matt for contributing to this segment. If you have enjoyed this small diversion, 
uh, this week, uh, please let us know. Connectivity will be back in two weeks. I think we've finally started settling down into a new format for the show. Going forward, this will mostly be how it is. There will also be the possibility of more standalone special format shows, such as this one. If you have any questions or comments, please send them into connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com. You can also follow me on Twitter, which is at NicholasNWR. Thanks again.